You're listening to the Influential Conversations podcast with the property management coach and industry influence of the year, Kirk Stafford and guests. This series is proudly brought to you by Tappy, an Australian first platform delivering the total property care solution to help property managers provide a world-class maintenance experience to their landlords and tenants and to save them processing time on this maintenance. In Inspection Express, the market leader in property inspection reporting and a digital signature platform to provide all your property documentation in one place, giving you a seamless approach to the way you manage properties. And Agent Dynamics, the Australian market leading team development ecosystem to help you nurture, grow and retain your property teams since 2014. Now, here's your host, Kirk Stafford. Hello and welcome to another episode in the second series of Influential Conversations. My name's Kirk Stafford and joining me today is the amazing Amy Blackburn. Amy, you and I have known each other a while. You're the performance manager for the McGrath Network. Thank you for coming on board. Thank you. And welcome. (laughs) Thank you. I'm really excited to be here today. Thank you very much. It's it's a thrill to have you on board. Yeah, it's a real thrill. Tell us, who's Amy Blackburn? <laughs> Very good question. I quite often think of myself as this, just this little old girl from the from the mountains who never really moved quite far. But I've spent most of my career in property management, but I have mm-hmm. dabbled in all facets of, of real estate, but always found myself driven back to property management. Yeah. Yeah. It's something, um, I mean, real estate's a, fascinating field i remember being told years ago when even before i started i, I, I you know foolishly thought i could uh, start this the easy way and go to rmit and start my valuations modules uh for the for the license thought that'd be a great spot to go and i was told yeah. then yeah, it didn't didn't go well uh, <laughs> <laughs> but i was told then that that real estate itself is 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 hard to move away from it, once it gets into your bloodstream, it's 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 there for life, regardless, and and I think Absolutely. PM is prob- probably even more so. So, we, how did how did you end up in property management? What what drew you to it? Funny story. I am the daughter of a real estate agent, and growing Sorry. up, I, <laughs> <laughs> growing up, I said I will never do real estate. Didn't I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew what I didn't want to do. And lo mm-hmm. and behold, here I am. So there you go. Like everyone, not so much fell into it, but straight out of school, had to get a job, jumped into a reception role, which was five minutes from home. Um, I'm up in the Dandenong. So to work close to home was a phenomenal opportunity. And yeah, I've just gone from, from there, like everyone who sort of starts in those entry roles as a receptionist and just mm-hmm. found her way. Yeah. So, so where did you go from? I mean, how long were you in the role around the corner from home? Yeah. So, I start, started with a, a franchise network in one of their offices, and I stayed there for seven years. I moved from receptionist to property management to office manager. Really learnt what I could there. Then moved to um, another. Well, moved to a real estate office, a very large independent one, uh, and then. Did a short stint in sales. <laughs> <laughs> Different skill set, isn't it? 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then came back to the left the dark side and moved back into um, into property management, working for but working for a franchise head office. And uh, yeah, came on with McGrath about nine months ago now. Yeah, you and I were talking about this last week. We can't believe that it's you know it was the beginning of the year. No, it was late last year, wasn't it? That you started at McGrath. It was. It's just the times yeah. has just gone past in the flick of an eye. It really has, um, and it's been a wonderful, wonderful journey so far with McGrath. Really enjoying my time, and it's really nice to see a network that's really focused on property management and having, you know, key resources for their property management teams. That's vital. I mean, we know that one of the challenges of the majority of property managers is a lack of resources and a lack of support. And that support is not just from within the office, it's also from from outside because a lot of clients look at us as being almost superfluous um, and, mm. and, and not well-educated or, or well-versed in things like customer service and the legislation. But if you're in, in an environment where you've got that support around you, I've always found it really easy to be able to, to promote your services well and, and actually speak to your value. 100%. There needs to be um, value alignment and that's something that, you know, I've really looked at later on in my career. You know, in my in my younger years, it probably wasn't even a thing and I don't think values was a buzzword back in, you know, what, 2021 yeah. when I started. No jokes. Um, <laughs> it wasn't that. Like, hey, listen, i got to tell you, I've been a band, brand just a little bit longer than you and you, you haven't been here that long. <laughs> <laughs> so it's okay. It truly is. But I think that that's become a real. It's become a thing for people when they're looking for their next, their next move or their next mm-hmm. employer. It's around value alignment because you want to, you want to work cohesively with the people that you're around, and you need to, you need to get along and understand yep. that we're all working for the same thing, and that, you know, the place that we want to get to, we're going to get there together, in the mm-hmm. same fashion with the same values, and really work towards a common goal. That's right, and and if you're and, and you're right about it, it's it's only really I reckon it's probably not more than about six or seven years that people have actually started to talk about values and having your own personal values align with the company that you go to. It was a case before of oh well, it's another job, you know, and I, I like the people mm. around it, <clears throat> or they're offering me more money or whatever it was. There was no thought of well, hang on for a minute, let's just have a look at what they stand for mm-hmm. and what I stand for and see if there's a match. Yeah, and do they care about me? Do they care about me, Amy Blackburn, as the individual or do they just care about Amy Blackburn, the property manager, or Amy Blackburn, the performance manager? I'm a person. I have wants. I have dreams. I have aspirations. And is that employer going to be the person that takes me there? Yep, that's right. Exactly. And, mm-hmm. and and you're right because and that when I'm talking about values, that's what I'm talking about, sort of making sure there's this mm. there's a holistic alignment or a, a, a holistic match as well as, as there is a professional one. Because we're you know, yeah, we we're in an industry where I mean I'm even seeing people that you know you'd never expect to to hit the wall, uh, do so. Mm. You know, I I had uh, a message a couple of weeks ago. Um, saying 25 years, I'm done, I'm cooked, I'm out. I never thought I'd get yeah. to this stage, but I am just done. I'm yeah. burned out. I'm going to find something else to do. And that genuinely breaks my heart to hear those stories. Um, mm. And you and I had this conversation yesterday or oh, the other week and, you know, it's as leaders in the industry, 
we really have to change the narrative around what property management means and where we take property management next and the welfare and well-being of people. Yep, yep. And that that's paramount. That that welfare part of, of what we do is is absolutely paramount in terms of um, being able to retain staff, attract staff, and just care for the individuals around us. Because when we start to care for those people that are around us, well, they start to show more care for the people that are around them. And that's that's the client. That's that's what the principal's looking for. They're looking for their clients to be nurtured, but they miss the bit in the middle sometimes, which is nurture your team, give them yeah. some support, give them some some care. And, and that's, you know, not, not just not just being woo-woo and saying, well, go off and have a massage or anything along those lines, but it's about you know, giving them the right environment to work within, mm-hmm. equipping them with the right resources, giving them the right people that are around them so that they can actually perform a lot better. And you and I both know that when you're working in a team that's really, really cohesive, it works so much better overall than having you know, a, a couple of people in there that uh, maybe clash or... Mm-hmm. Even just one person in there, because you, you do the, sometimes get that one person in the office that can that can be the 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 one that is the chaos maker. Absolutely, and you can't. You know, there's that old adage: you can't fill from an empty cup. So, what are you mm-hmm. doing as a leader to fill to fill people's cup? Yep. They you have to give to get, and I mm-hmm. think that property management has really become the crux of, around that in the real estate industry. I mean, you know, sales guys. Love them or hate them. Um, I'm married to one, so <laughs> I must love them. Um, I was one. I was one, so I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> but they have, you know, they have their direct ability to influence their income. So mm-hmm. it it can't. It's kind of in their interest to keep performing. Whereas property managers, it's just a different role, and you constantly have to give to to your clients, whether they be rental providers or renters or landlords or tenants to appease everyone in my terminology. But what are you doing as a leader to give them those tools to be able to keep giving? Yep, that's right. And and, and, and you're right. And this is where I think we, we've we got this disconnect between the expectations of a salesperson, the expectations on a property manager, because the, the property manager's income is static. The property management department's income is largely, well, I won't say static, but it's certainly, <clears throat> pardon me, reliant on the, the management fees that are being derived, mm-hmm. whereas the salesperson's income and the sales division's income is 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 far more based on effort and input. You know, look, if you're, if you're uh, uh, and this is something that came up um, with an old boss of mine, you know, your, your, your success as a salesperson will be, in, you know, sort of dependent on your listing volume. Because the right. more listings you bring in, the more people contact you have, and then the whole thing just snowballs through, and you will, over a period of time, sell X percent of listings each month that you generated from the month before, and you can you can actually plot your income, and you know when you hit a, a flat spot because your income will start to dip away because your your overall productivity does. From a property management point of view, it's different. Mm. You know, salespeople don't mind working. Uh, long hours if they can see the result. Salesperson will will go out at seven o'clock at night, or will be on the phone at seven thirty, eight o'clock, eight thirty at night because their incomes dependent on it. PMs mm-hmm. aren't their incomes no. fixed, and the fees fixed. Absolutely, and you know, I think we're getting better at showing value to our clients, which traditionally we've been very let's keep 
the clients away from what we're doing. And the Mm -hmm. result of that was, well, everything's going great. I'm going to manage it myself. So for doing a good job, you were rewarded by losing a property. There was Mm -hmm. just this, this disconnect. But I think because we're just driven and designed just to get the job done and do a really good job and as I said, protect people from what we were doing so that they didn't they didn't feel it. We kind of lost lost our value to an extent, yep, um, right. and we couldn't we couldn't demonstrate our value. But as I said, we I think we learnt we've learnt from that, and you know, technology has certainly helped in that respect by showing people the invisible value mm-hmm, that property yep. managers add. And I think also when you said at a minute ago, you know, look, oh, everything's going well with the management. Why do I need a property manager? Basically, is the thought because they don't see what's going on behind the scenes. We, we, I think we've been, we've entered into a period over the last couple of years where we've got, particularly in Melbourne or in Victoria, we've got greater compliance requirements on us now. So we've actually been driving a lot of those conversations with owners and they start to say, this is too complex for me. I'm not going to even bother about thinking about this. So I'll just let you deal with it. Or you've got the others who will, who will push back against it and say, well, I don't want to, and you've, you've got to have a different conversation with them. We now have the opportunity that we've started those conversations to continue them, but to continue them in a in a positive way. Uh, yeah. and, and actually, as you said, show the things we do behind the scenes. Mm. Um, some, of the, some of the best engagements I've seen from PMs have been, this is what we do when you, when, when you think we're not working. This is the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. This, these are the, the, the day in the life of stories that a lot of PMs uh, previously hadn't got across. And we, all, our conversations, yeah, all our conversations with owners had been about, you know, and, and I remember an old land on mine, picking up the phone to me one day and saying, hello, Kirk, how much is this call going to cost me? It was always <laughs> that. It was never, hey, listen, everything's going well. I just wanted to touch base with you to tell you that this is what's happened within the legislation or within the local area. So you're, you're continuing a conversation with them rather than just being reactive all the time. Or even that, you know, a, a renter has contacted you about maintenance, but you troubleshooted that situation with them, mm-hmm. and which prevented a call out. So you actually saved the owner money. But I think traditionally would have just gone, okay, tick on to the next thing. Whereas now we're stopping and going, okay, no, I'm actually going to communicate this. And mm-hmm. that's, as I said, the un- invisible value of property managers. Yep, that's right. Exactly, and and we, I think we do, and we don't even we don't even think about that at the time. No. Saying, well, you know, oh look, really, uh, the, the every time I turn the, the 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 toaster on, I short the the lights out. So, well, it's mm-hmm. not an electrical problem; it's a utility, it's an appliance problem. Yeah. We don't then go back the other way and go to the owner and go, well, hey, hey, listen, Amy, just had a phone call from Kirk in your property. This is this is the conversation. This is what we've done. Problem solved. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. So tell me, I mean, we've all had a pretty challenging three years. Mm-hmm. Let's face it. I mean, well, it's actually now, it's, it's more three years and what is it, 12th of July today. It's three years and four months yes. since this whole thing really hit hard home. How, how have you got through those tough spots? Where, where have you got your inspiration from over the last three years because I and, and I'm not presupposing anything but I'm just saying that everybody I know has 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 hit the wall at times and don't tell me about the pub on your back fence I already know about that <laughs> <laughs> well it's funny because I'm not actually a big drinker so I can't even say I turn to alcohol yeah. um so I'm probably the exception 
rather than the rule there. But there certainly have been dark moments um, in the last three years, whether you're talking about COVID or whether you're talking about the legislation changes uh, or whether you're just talking life in general. What's really gotten me through is my people, Um, whether they're in the industry or outside of the industry, knowing that I had my people in my corner and just letting them know whether it was a vent or whether they actually needed help. Uh, Mm. I think that was really important to communicate and just taking a moment and stopping, noticing whether I'm escalating internally because I tend to bottle things up and and start working myself up and fizzing um, to the point of being a soft drink exploding. But you just have to take a moment out and take a breath as opposed to just keeping on moving, keeping on moving. Something that I've learned in the last 12 months I've really, really reflected on is boundaries. You know, you can't actually call me before 8 o'clock in the morning now unless I choose to let you Uh, because if it's before 8 o'clock, the world's not going to end. There's probably not much that I can do. If I'm on the road prior to that, no problem. But outside of that, you know, Mm. I've really set boundaries as to when you when you can and can't contact me you know making allowances for family and thing like things like that but i really really sucked at boundaries prior terrible <laughs> terrible and i was always the i'll do it just leave it with me i'll do it i'll do it and charlotte pasco <laughs> taught me that i can't do everything all the time so it's taken me a long time to get to that point but I've got there um, mm-hmm. and it's been a lot of self-reflection and I think we're very, as property managers, we're problem solvers. We like to fix it. We like to be everything to everyone. But back to what we said before, you can't fill from an empty cup. That's right. And yep. I we, found um, that, I, no, I was just going to say, I, I found myself scraping the bottom of that cup and getting every very last drop out um, till it was bone dry. So, Yep. Boundaries has been a really, really important thing for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and the thing is also, and, and no property manager I know is any different. Yes, they're problem solvers, but I would say that I, the overwhelming majority, you know, in, including myself, I went through this as well, we're people pleasers. Mm. We're in the industry because we want to give. We're certainly not in it for the big bucks, mm-hmm. but... We're in it because we like being at the forefront of solving problems and and helping people. That can become corrosive if we don't, as you've done, put boundaries in place and say, well, Mm. no, look, I'm available between X time and Y time, and outside of that, well, I'm sorry, but no no problem's that insurmountable that I can't wait. Correct. And even if it is, there are other people out there who can help you. You know, even if the property's on burning down, well, I'm sorry, I, I don't have a fire hose. I can't get out there and put it out myself. Mm-hmm. Um, your property manager shouldn't be your first port of call in those instances. Yes, they should be one of the first calls. Don't get me wrong. But people, we need to help people help themselves. Yep, that's right. We aren't, we aren't the solution. We are the mm-hmm. solution finders. And we need to educate people on how to find those solutions. Yeah, absolutely right. And and I think we tend to have been looked at as the solution mm-hmm. um, because for quite some time we, we've, we've held the, the, all that knowledge, we've held that power. But that's changed, particularly what I see now talking to a lot of property managers is that they're dealing with a client cohort that is 
far more educated and perhaps far more willing to be educated rather than keep going to the PM and going, well, we need you to solve this, when in a lot of cases it's actually got nothing to do with managing the property. It's And, and managing the property is probably an incorrect way of saying it, isn't it? I mean, we, mm. we were talking about this before as well. It's it's the relationship that we manage, not because the property is static. The Correct. property doesn't have problems. Or occasionally it'll need a bit of maintenance. But it's the people that we manage, the relationships, and they're the important things. Yeah, and that's the fundamental of, you know, in my role now, is it in the interest of my people and my officers? Does this actually provide them a solution? And that's where I need to look at my focus, whether we're looking at tech or whether we're looking at anything. Yes, okay, it might help the job, but doesn't mm-hmm. actually help the people. Yep. Again, we go back to what we were talking about before. If we care for the people mm-hmm. at the, from the top down, if we take that approach, we, we'll care for the people. And I think it was Branson that said that if you take care of your employees, they'll take care of your customer. That's the truth of it. You take Absolutely. care of the people around you. You give them, again, we go back, you can give them the right environment to work in, uh, and that's very broad. You'll end up with a much more high-performing team and, and a much better team than what you currently have. Yeah, and that's another thing that we've learned on the back of the last few years is that my environment isn't your environment. What works for me isn't necessarily what works for you. And I'm not suggesting that people go out and cater for all all differences to the detriment of the business. That's not what I'm talking about. But you need to understand your people better than ever before. You need to understand what drives them and you need to understand what might be a trigger for them in terms of performance and things like that. You know, what motivates me doesn't motivate you. Some people are money motivated, some people aren't. Some people Mm -hmm. just want to feel good coming into their office and what does that look like? Understanding your people is, is so crucial these days. You know, there's not managers anymore, there's leaders. Yep, and, and and it's important to make a differentiation between the two of them because the old style mm. of manager, so to speak, as a title, you go even ten years ago, mm. is vastly different. And you know, we, we now look for people for leadership, not management. Mm-hmm. Have you? How? When did you start to see that first change? It was probably in response to COVID. I would suggest that it became the forefront due to a number of reasons well-being is sort of a, a focus of mine and it, it, it's important that we understand the well-being of our people but I think I think it was coming but COVID just supercharged it because people were really insular in their world and everything became quite um, sensitive things yep. that we were reacting to that we that we didn't react to before or our tolerance levels were so depleted that any kind of friction or difference really became highlighted. And I think mm-hmm. that's kind of what's driven that that narrative. Yeah, yeah. I've got to say, I, I noticed at the same time, when we went into that first national lockdown, we had a void. Hmm. And I'm not just talking about from an industry point of view, I'm talking about from a societal point of view. So. Everyone was looking for leadership and it wasn't Correct. there because they were too busy trying to formulate responses. And, look, I think the people at the very top of the the, the government change, in, in, in whether you're talking about the Prime Minister, whether you're talking about the Premier, we're not talking about the poli- politics of it, but at least they were stepping up and getting in front of you mm. uh, almost on a daily basis and in some cases 
more than daily to try to give you some idea of what was going on. And I think that was was a good show of leadership. Mm-hmm. Not everything met with everybody's approval. Not everything's going to. But there was no, no what they were trying to do was was manage the response but lead the people. Correct. And there's a really 100%. good lesson, I think, yeah, that we can we can we can draw from that. How are you finding um, the, the the leadership within within your organisation has evolved? And I know you've only been there nine months, so you've probably got some benchmarking to to draw mm-hmm. back on. How are you finding your leadership uh, experience within the within the networks been? As I said, we've acknowledged that there's a need to pivot what leadership mm-hmm. looks like, and that we need to be more adaptable. And it's about managing. There's that word, but managing expectations, though, it's not so much around, you know, managing KPIs and all this kind of stuff. It's, okay, where do we need to be flexible? Where do we need to have a little bit more tolerance, that kind of thing? And giving people a path, that's absolutely vital. Where is it, is this position working with this company going to lead me to my next step? Yep. Um, you know, property management is now a career. It's not a job. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking just property manager, the title. You know, I, we were talking before and when I first started, property manager was the only title in, in mm. this field. Yep, that's right. But, but now there's so much more to it. Um, I never thought that my job existed. Like. Mm. Yeah, well, I don't think any of us really did. I mean, I, I started you know, a little bit before you when dinosaurs yeah. roamed earth. Um, <laughs> and and you know, property management was all there was. There was no. And I remember talking to, to to Lee Woodward on one of his very very early recordings about this new concept of a thing called a business development manager, and how we just bought it into into Wilson Pride Property Management, which is where I had where where, where I had a, a business ownership. Hmm. And, you know, since then we've gone on. We've got leasing inspection, uh, leasing managers or, or leasing associates. We've, we, we're now even moving away from, I think some of the firms are moving away from the term property manager as a mm-hmm. title because it's really a bit of a misnomer as we were talking before. We're not mm-hmm. managing a static object. No. So what are we saying we do? Correct. We can't control the property. No. We we right. can't control when the hot water service is going to go. We can't control when the roof is going to need repairs or replacement or anything like that. All we can do is educate our clients as to when these things might occur and help navigate them through timeframes around things like that. You know, we're, we're educators. Yep. I was about to say, use exactly that same word. But it's also, and you mentioned it a minute ago, it's about managing, setting and managing those expectations. Mm. So we actually say to you know, a client, well, you know, these are the things that we need to watch for during the course of <clears throat> your ownership of the property. If they're a first-time investor, you know, you've got, mm-hmm. you're going to have repairs, you're going to have insurances, you're going to have maintenance, you, you, you're going to have your rates and your mortgage to pay. Yeah, sure, but also be aware that there are other variables in there rather mm-hmm. than expecting us to be, you know, the ones that, that run it all for you, just be aware that these are the things that may come up. And that Correct. way you'll actually start to create a better environment for ourselves. Go, oh, yeah, I remember you telling me that this might happen. Mm. And don't assume that people know. Don't assume that people understand it. Don't assume that they know that the rent can only be 
increased every 12 months unless your place was started, blah, 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 blah. blah. June 2020. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Um, we, but that was something that we only learnt recently. That wasn't clearly articulated when the legislation changed. And that's the other thing that we need to make sure that we're educating people on is that we don't have all the answers all the time. Mm. But what we will do is we will help navigate you to a resolution. That's right, yep. And the other thing is don't be, don't be ashamed or afraid or embarrassed when you don't know the answer. No. But don't ever say, oh, look, I don't know, and leave it at that. No. Always turn around and say, well, let me do some research on that and I'll come back to you. Correct. It's a learning opportunity for yourself. Yeah. It's yeah, a, a, a small party of professional development. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. always learning. I mean, I'm sure you're the same. I learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Every I, single I, day I, of doing this job. Mm-hmm. Couldn't agree more. Mm. Yep. And that's just it. I mean, you, the thing is you've just got to be open to it and, and realise that you don't know it all. No, you don't. But also, too, it's changed, as we've talked about. What property management was back in 2000 is not what it is today. Mm. Hence why, as you said, people are looking at are we property managers or are we something else and utilising the skill sets of different people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't think you need to go back to 2000 so it's changed. I think you can just go mm. back to 2020, 2019, 2020 because yeah. our entire society has, has altered in significantly in that amount of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure has. Amy, it's been a delight. We're getting to the point where we're, we're running over time. I like to try to keep these to about 25 minutes, maybe 30 minutes. We're over that, which is sure. great. I'm, I'm, I'm always happy for it to go over, but I'm also also mindful that I don't want to lose the audience along the way. With like a, you, know, you can get faced with a long article. It's TLDR, too long, didn't read. Uh, <laughs> so I am extremely grateful uh, to you for coming on. I'm looking forward. Are you coming to any of the conferences or the events in the next couple of weeks or so? Sure am. I try and get out to as much as I can. Terrific. Well, I look forward to seeing you then. Amy Blackburn from McGrath, again, thank you. I look forward to seeing you soon. And to anybody else listening, I look forward to catching up with you as well. Thank you. You've been listening to another podcast in the Influential Conversations series. This series is proudly brought to you by Tappy, helping property managers deliver a world-class maintenance experience to their landlords and tenants and providing a total property care solution. Inspection Express, the market leader in property inspection reporting and digital signature property documentation, giving you a seamless approach to the way that you manage properties. And Agent Dynamics, the Australian market-leading team development ecosystem to help you nurture, grow and retain your property teams since 2014. Thanks for listening. Be sure to tune in next time for the next in this series.